0: The feeling is I think why most resolutions and goals fail. There's a couple of reasons. Number one, we do them from a place that we feel that we're broken. We feel that I'm not good enough as I am and I have to fix myself. And that's never a good energy for change and
1: growth. And I really do feel like when you let go of that and, and when you start to focus that attention elsewhere, you're right, you do make room for other things. And we hold stress in the body.
2: Thanks for joining me on the Healing Compass Podcast, where we bridge scientific with holistic so that you can be empowered to grow, heal, and overcome in your own way. You are provided various insights and resources on a range of topics, from mental health to chronic pain, because well-being is not a one-size-fits-all, and you hold the compass to your own path. I'm your host, Lori Crow, aka Sway. What message is in store for today? Let's find out. Well, so um, I took a month-long unplanned hiatus over the holidays, and lately I've just been resetting, recalibrating, and just reflecting. And I've been really thinking about goals and resolutions, and uh, so I wanted to be able to speak about it. And so I reached out to the community and I was able to rally up several others in the community in just a matter of a couple of days to be able to share experiences and tips from various perspectives, professionally and personally. And so we're coming from different places, such as, you know, setting intention and following your intuition, to um, relying on ancient holistic medicinal practices, uh, astrology, and then the psychology and neuroscience behind. Uh, changing habits and goal-setting and the the question that kind of like started the focus here was why do we create new year's resolutions on january 1st in the western culture does it work and does it even matter that we start on a certain date Um, and then also uh we discuss other things and i decided to break this up into a two-segment Um, listening podcast, although we did stream live stream on Facebook uh, when we held this the other day. And so if you're curious to watch that, you're welcome to. It's been posted to Vibrational Healing with Sway on Facebook. Um, So just type in Vibrational Healing with Sway, and that's that's my business page. And you'll be able to watch uh, the recorded live streamed podcast episode for this. And so uh, my wonderful guests, I was so appreciative of them attending. I have Chase Cheney, I have Brittany Maxie, and I have Victoria Shaw who joined me for this. And so I broke this up into two segments. And the first one, this one that we have right now, we're going to talk about how to trust yourself and what intuition is and how to listen to it and follow it. Um, tuning into the body, the surroundings and our environment, nature, um, even interactions with other people, um, tuning into messages and, and and looking for that guidance. Um, living authentically, um, not coming from a place of self-judgment, um, being able to accept yourself first and where you're at in your life, and prioritizing your goals if you have um, multiple goals that you want to focus on. Um, You know, we want to focus on growth and goal setting um, and understanding that all of this and change is (laughs) non-linear. It bounces all over the place. Uh, We need to learn how to soften and be flexible and I know in this episode I said I was going to share a word that came to me that I want to focus on for the year and the word is soften. I didn't end up mentioning it in the episode so I'm sharing it now. My word, um, and you can always like find a word that resonates for you to focus on when it comes to, um, you know, just the full year if you want to, if just focusing on an intention. And so mine is soften, just soften everything, like soften my expectations, soften my attitude, uh, soften my um, approach, soften my thoughts, soften my body, you know, just everything, just learning how to soften and be flexible with what comes my way. Um, And to go along with that, like we talk about hyperfixation and being attached to results when it comes to goals um, and learning how to focus on today. Um, looking at the seasons and the moon phases, retrogrades, planetary patterns, um, nature has a rhythm and a pattern of growth and change, and we can learn from it through growth and harvest, dormancy, cultivating, reflection, planning, shedding, and renewal. Um, knowing how to ease into, gradually in, ease into our goals instead of jumping in first with a full burst of energy so that we don't get burned out. Um, And then learning from experiences that did not unfold the way that you had hoped or envisioned. Um, Having accountability and support, if that's beneficial for you. Uh, We discussed SMART goals. If you haven't heard of that term before, it tends to be a very, very prominent mainstream way of goal setting. And we're going to talk about um, whether it's beneficial or not. Um, and knowing that you want to achieve a goal and it's not, uh, you know, setting goals because you think you need to, um, but more of, do you want to and, um, landing upon the topic of happiness at the end of this episode, um, what is happiness and where do we find happiness? Is it in reaching that goal or is it something internally? Um, and then in part two, um, that I will be sharing, um, we're going to segue into like those pesky invasive negative thoughts, um, also dubbed as our excuses from, you know, achieving our goals and how to manage them, um, manifesting via our five senses, um, being creative and finding a way to bring joy and, and follow what makes you feel good, um, Practicing awareness and mindfulness and tuning out and limiting distractions to help us with goal setting. And then self-discipline and the tools and resources you have around you to be able to um, help you with that self-discipline. So this is a a really fun topic and I'm really excited to share uh, all of this with you. We had so much fun and there's so much information um, and uh, there will be some resources in my link tree that you can uh, look at regarding goal-setting and uh, habit-breaking and things like that as well as the um, any of the links and sources uh, that you can be in touch with with my special guest today. So uh, I really uh, hope you enjoy this and get something out of it. and I always feel like if I can just reach one person and make an impact for one listener, um, I w- I, you know that that brings me fulfillment right there. Um, if you have any questions or anything, again, feel free to reach out to me. You can email me at healingwithway So that's healing with sway. all one word at outlook.com. All right, here we go enjoy. Okay, so um, yeah, we're here. Welcome, everybody. And I am looking forward to doing this episode with you. It was kind of impromptu. And I appreciate you guys wanting to jump on at the last minute. And uh, join me to talk about resolutions and goal setting, you know, the trials and errors that we've experienced in our own lives and how we approach it from a professional aspect. Um, but let's first introduce the special guest that I have with me today. I have Chase Cheney and correct me if I say your name wrong too. We have Brittany Maxi and we have Victoria Shaw. So uh, go ahead and introduce yourselves. We'll start with Chase.
1: Hello, my name is Chase Cheney. I am owner of Sun Chaser Wellness here in San Diego. I do primarily traveling, massage and private yoga sessions. I'm looking to start branching out, teaching more classes, but I primarily like working one-on-one or small groups. My day job, I do program specialists for LabCorp. So I help people with a special assistance program and getting some of the healthcare needs that they need that sometimes aren't the most affordable. So that's really gratifying work that I do during the day. And I met Lori, through the conscious community, because she saw one of my the Facebook conscious community group, because she saw one of my posts where I was looking for an investor for an actual yoga studio in Alpine. Um, Those of you who are San Diego residents um, know that Alpine isn't the best for actual yoga. There's a lot of classes in gyms and community centers, which are very beautiful, but I'm really looking to create a sacred space for people to be able to host workshops, yoga classes, meditations, and things of that nature. I got a huge response. A lot of people interested working on my business plan right now, and so the whole New Year's resolutions really resonated with me, and I was really happy to join. So that's a little
2: bit about
3: me. Thank you. Awesome. I'm excited for you, Chase. That's so cool. Brittany. Hi, guys. Um, My name is Brittany Maxey. Thanks for having me here today. Um, I am an Ayurvedic health practitioner and Vedic astrologer and jewelry designer. And my website or business is called Sarvani Designs, which is Sanskrit for whole and complete. And the mission is to remind you of your uniqueness and also that you are deeply loved, and that is your core essence. And um, using gemstones based on astrology and the planetary energies to amplify what needs help with in your chart, and just connect you to you and. Feel that divine love that you are. Mm. I'm in Charleston right now. My stuff's in storage in San Diego, but I was out there the last uh, four years, I think.
2: Okay. Yeah, and I appreciate you taking the time out uh, on the East Coast doing this. I know it's later there, so I appreciate that. And we aligned, you know, with Ayurveda. I love Ayurveda, and we had a great conversation the other night. So thank you.
0: Thank you. Victoria. So, hey, I'm Victoria Shaw and I'm an intuitive counselor and coach, which means I combine my background in training and counseling and psychology with intuitive guidance. And I have been on this journey, doing those two things together for over a decade and um, client base on both coasts. So I'm currently located in San Diego and um, I'm also more. I'm the host of a podcast myself, Intuitive Connection Podcast. And um, also more recently, I'm the owner of Cactus Blossom Retreat here in San Diego in Escondido actually. So we're in lots of hats these days, but it's been really fun
2: sounds like it. It sounds like we're all kind of the entrepreneur and we definitely like to um, dabble in, in a whole bunch of stuff. And I remember talking to you about your retreat center. I've seen pictures. It looks beautiful. And someday I will be there in person. We would
0: love, love, love to have you. We would love to have you. Yeah. It's been a lot of fun. Awesome.
2: Well, I'm really looking forward to this because I think we're all going to bring different aspects and different perspectives to the table when it comes to resolutions whether they be new year's resolutions or just general resolutions and just those those goals that we're trying to set for ourselves and I think the one main question that I think I want to surround ourselves with and encompass ourselves with for this episode is why does it seems so difficult for us to obtain our goals or to hold to a resolution. And, you know, I can, I can, I'm sure speak for you here with me that we've had those moments where we're like, well, that didn't work. <laughs> or mm-hmm. I didn't, I know I didn't commit to that. I can't commit to it. I'm struggling. Like we've all been there. And so I think this is just a great time for us to, Address like not only like those New Year's resolutions, and I honestly, it it would be interesting to know how many people actually make New Year's resolutions. Um, Then, of course, you know, knowing how many actually are able to follow through with their New Year's resolutions. But, you know, I don't hear like a lot of buzz about New Year's resolutions, um, but I'm sure people still make them, whether they be um, internally or sharing it with others. have you guys made new year's resolutions like actual new year's like on january 1st i'm going to do this
1: nope
3: okay, <laughs> okay i, I see. Chase,
2: is, chase is yes so chase go ahead
1: okay yeah so um with new year's resolutions it can be a little bit tricky uh for me personally the last couple of years i didn't create them because there was the whole COVID pandemic going on it was really hard there was a little bit of depression that happened for me and some of my family and friends. And so you can imagine how difficult that would be to try to set up a resolution when you really don't know what's going to happen in the world of the next year. I mean, let's be honest. And, you know, I have a lot of friends who are entrepreneurs and go-getters and influencers. And something that's been uh, brought up to me and kind of stifled me a little bit was, Why do we create New Year's resolutions, and why is it so important at the beginning of the year? Why can't Mm -hmm. we take this with us into the whole year? Why does it have to be a January 1st kind of thing? (laughs) And that was something that was in my mind this year when I went to create resolutions, and I had to break down that barrier. You know, we could sit around all day and bash on why we do stuff and why certain things motivate us and why it's only one part of the year. But really, when it all boils down to it, in my humble opinion, if it's something positive and it's going to contribute to your life and it's going to help you get to that next level and it's going to attract like-minded individuals like you all here, why not? Why, you know, why in the world would that be a bad thing? Mm -hmm. So I'll just share a couple of my um, and I also want to bring up the fact that and I think someone else is going to speak about this is you really have to be your authentic self when you are creating resolutions and you really have to dig deep and be honest with yourself Mm -hmm. as well as to your support system so that those people can really know the deepest level and those those areas of focus that you really need. Um, because if you're lying to yourself, or you're not honest, or you're not authentic, it, 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 it'd be hard to truly align with that vision. So, just a few of mine. Um, my first one was to get back into shape, go to the gym, do more cardio and weights, set up my yoga game, step up my yoga game. My second one was find more time for self-care. Another one was eat healthier, lower my cholesterol, cut out processed sugars. You know, go gluten-free again. Uh, cut out the red meat, as well as eat more fruits and vegetables, Uh, learn yummy, healthy new recipes and cook more, eat out less. Um, I'm kind of embarrassed at this one. This is that authentic, being honest, uh, stop vaping. I started vaping (laughs) after not smoking for like three years. And that, that was really weird for me. It was like, what am I doing this for? I think it was literally the last day of the year I was looking at my vape. I'm like, what am I doing? And so like, needless to say, I haven't vaped since the first of the year, so that's pretty cool. It's all
3: right, um, yeah.
1: <laughs> work on emotional maturity. That was kind of hard to admit to myself. Meditate more often. Spend time with positively influential friends and maybe connect with some new ones. <laughs> Doing that. Uh, cut out the drama. Pay off the debt. Get promoted at my day job. Work on opening a successful yoga studio start working on a degree that aligns with my vision, save money and flip my financial situation, and finally find a reputable charity to volunteer my time with. So those are just some of them. Yeah. And I know we have to let other people talk, uh, but the next thing I wanted to speak about is just kind of being realistic and setting up attainable goals. I don't know about any of you, but I have this tendency to go gun ho I wanna just do everything all at once. Um, I think it's very important to kind of reel it in, realize where you're at, and take things one step at a time, finish each thing to completion, and then move on to the next. Yeah. But that's pretty much all I have for right now. I'll let somebody else talk.
2: Yeah, no, like I think everything that you said is is attainable. It's realistic. It is, I think it's more of prioritizing uh, than yes. anything. And so everything that you said to me, it doesn't seem like too much. It is a matter of prioritizing. And I know that that Brittany would Brittany is gonna speak more on like her calendar. Right. And then uh, Victoria, though, um, especially since you're only with us for a short amount of time, um, that whole being authentic, I think, would really resonate with you as well because of the intention um, when you're focusing on an intentional goal setting and following your
0: intuition. And you got to trust that intuition. So let's talk about that. Absolutely. And I think the main reason I don't set intent, I I do set intentions for the new year. I don't set resolutions, um, but it's words. It's just words. It is. And, you know, for me, the feeling is I think why most resolutions and goals fail. There's a couple of reasons. Number one, we do them from a place that we feel that we're broken. We feel that I'm not good enough as I am and I have to fix myself. And that's never a good energy for change and growth. And, you know, uh, Carl Rogers, who's one of my heroes, the founder of, yeah, person-centered psychology and um, you know we' we'll, said the paradoxical thing about change is that it happens when we accept ourselves first and it really really does And so when you honor where you are now and you're coming from a place of understanding and accepting and then those goals flow from that they tend to be a lot more helpful they, they tend to resonate and and manifest a lot more readily and easily so that's the first thing and I think that the word resolution has, just over the years gotten a little bit of this, you know, it's the, you know, beginning of the year and I have to fix everything that's broken with me and get back on track rather than coming from a place of honoring yourself and starting there. So that, yeah. that that's the first one, right? There's nothing to fix. There's nothing to change. You are beautiful and perfect just as you are. And from that beautifulness and that perfection, where where do you want to, where do you want to find more of that in your life? Right? That's exactly it. Yeah. And then I think the second piece is, yeah, flowing into our intuition, because for me, intuition is the best way to get anything done, because your intuition is the voice of your soul and your intuition is the part of you that isn't all confused by all this being human stuff and all the things that we've been taught about ourselves in the world. I mean, it's the truly wisest bit of who and what you really are. And so when you start to tune into intuitively what you want to manifest in the coming year, how you want to grow, how you want to change, it becomes less self-flagellation. It becomes less like, I have to do this because everybody else thinks it's a good idea. And it becomes more about what's really going to make your heart sing. And also what you're ready to do, because sometimes, you know, we're not ready to take on, we, we, we think we should do a thousand things. Our intuition will always tell us the next best step towards our goals Mm -hmm. And that's all you need to know. All you need to know is what is the next best step for me to, you know, become even more and more the person I want to be, have the life that I want to have and, you know, and, and live a more joyous life. So, so that's how I, how I roll. And for me, a lot of times too, I'm really, um, I love to set a word for the year is kind of where I go because it's a little more general than specific things I have to do. And I know that's a big trend right now is like, what is your word? And again, I always feel into it and um, I'm always willing to revise, but sometimes that gives you like a really nice flavor to the year. If you just fill into like some words or a word of what you'd like to bring in and and where you'd like to flow your energy towards. So that's my two cents. Awesome. Yeah. And I'll,
2: I'll, I'll talk more, but I want Brittany to, to come in and speak as well. Um, But I, I, I had a word come to me the other day and I didn't even mean for it to come to me, but. We'll talk about that in a minute, but it is, it is really just, um, about, um, this, this, it it is, is a prioritization of your, of your thoughts and knowing that like, you don't have to jump in a big like lake, you know, you can jump in a little pool and test the water, like take take your time with it. And explore. And if it doesn't feel right, then it's it it may not be the right time. And that's okay. Don't
0: you don't have to force it. So yeah. And if you have a goal or you have an intention or you have a dream, you know, you you put that out there, you set that intention, and then you let your life and your intuition kind of guide you. And sometimes the steps, sometimes you think it's like a straight line, and you know, you find yourself going here and going there, but you get there actually a lot more readily and a lot more quickly. In the long run, if you're willing to let go of how you think it's supposed to go and let your soul shine the way. So Okay. I think one question that people might be asking though,
2: and I've asked this myself in my life is uh-huh. what is your intuition? How can I,
0: how can I listen to my intuition? What is it? What am I listening for? Oh, that's a great question. And I teach about this wildly and have a whole <laughs> podcast on it, but I will answer quick because it's my favorite one. I think of intuition as I think we're all human beings, uh, spiritual beings rather, but also human having a human experience and your intuition is the part of you that's connected to the part of you that remembers everything that you forgot when you came into this human skin. So that's what I believe intuition is another way to talk about it. If you don't want to get all woo is it's that way of knowing that we all have that has nothing to do with what we know with our left brain minds. So it's not about what we've been taught. It's not about necessarily what we see with our five senses. It's that deeper knowing. And when we really learn to listen to our intuition, it's never wrong. It's always tells us exactly what is true and right and best for us in the present moment. Even present if we don't want to hear it. <laughs> yeah present moment can change, but in that moment, it's always hundred percent correct. And yes, sometimes we block it because we really want to go right. And our intuition is saying, go left. And you were just stubborn and that's okay. Because if you go left, you will not fall off a cliff most likely, you know, but you will learn eventually to, you know, I always say the best, the best test that your intuition is working and the best validation are those times when you knew something, you shouldn't do something and you did it anyway. (laughs) And then you're like, oh, darn, that's the best validation it's working. And those moments are golden. There are moments to be celebrated. Yep. But um, we, you know, intuition speaks to everyone in different ways. So, I mean, I could talk about this all day um, and it's different for everyone, but it's just that sense of knowing, you know that you know something but you don't know how you know it and it's right and i have yet to come across anybody who has not had that experience in their life at least once and usually it happens all the time it happens all the time and then the more we agree to start paying attention you know and realigning with that that's when it just blossoms and then it just changes everything about your life because you're you're you know, we were talking about living authentically, right? That's the voice of your soul. That's the voice of who you really are. So the more you align with that, the more magical your life becomes. And the more you live, you know, as who you really are.
1: Yeah. So yeah. I,
2: I mean, see, I see intuition as like, you know, that the the angel and the devil on the shoulder. Okay. The angel is the first one to talk, and the angel's very quiet but then the devil or the, I, you know, I don't like using the term devil, but your thoughts are what come in and crowd that, that soft voice yeah. and take over. And that's what confuses people. And so it's just like, yeah, you kind of have to like try to peel back those thoughts and listen to that quiet voice that was
0: talking in the beginning. That's so beautifully put. I love that image. I might borrow that from you yeah. sometime. <laughs> it's so great.
3: Yeah. It's the best and way for me to resonate.
0: Yeah. And it's subtle. It's quiet. So we do have to listen and you have to also create space because and sometimes it's not a voice at all. Sometimes it's a, it's a feeling in your body. It's the yes. chills. It's just a knowing it. Yes. Sometimes your intuition comes out of someone else's mouth. Somebody says something in that moment. You're like, oh, my God, that's exactly what I needed to hear. Yes. And you know it. Right. Yes. When I give a reading to someone, I say, look for what resonates. And, mm-hmm. you know, what they don't realize I'm doing is telling them, okay, I'm going to give you what comes out of my mouth, which I also think is their intuition. And now I want you to tune into your intuition and see what's right for you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and people do it naturally. They do it naturally. We just are not invited to do it enough. That's true. That's so yeah. true. Yeah.
2: So Brittany, can you piggyback on that a little bit and bring in your piece?
3: Absolutely. Um, Thank you, Victoria, that was really beautiful. And Chase, I love all of your resolutions. Um, Yeah, so first and foremost for me, I can't remember the last time I had a resolution specifically on New Year's. Um, It just seems like it is, it just never sticks before for me. And so little ways that have helped me when I do or set an intention is usually like a sticky note on the mirror or next to my bed when I wake up or just waking up because every day is new and and now, right? Like we, we are constantly thinking about the future, like who I want to be, right? Co-creating or creating a reality with them. And so, um, but the most important is right now and the day that we're in and not to be so futuristically like hyper focused on that and attached to results because we're often so attached to results when they don't happen then we create suffering and who wants to suffer i sure i sure don't but so like getting out of bed and the first thought is i'm gonna feel good today <laughs> right something like this as mm-hmm. far as like intuition or intention goes um and i would say that right now astrologically it's not like the best time it's not really a supportive time and even looking in um nature which is what ayurveda does you know these ancient rishis shared with us this knowledge to for us so we can reflect and go okay in winter when everything is barren and there is no leaves on the trees like how are we gonna have the the fruits grow? Like how, you know? And so we have to look at these things and um, go in. So more of like the winter solstice is a really beautiful time, Um, but uh, it's more time to just be within right now and in solitude and planning for more of like the spring. So like April comes, which is more the Vedic new year when the sun, is then is the first uh is an Aries and it's right after the, the first new moon uh after the equinox so it's um yeah it just kind of depends on like how you where you are in the cosmos and how where your consciousness is and wh- when and what you want to do and and yeah but right now with um astrology Mars is retrograde and Mercury is retrograde and Mars is our action and Mercury is our communication so Can we get truly honest with ourselves about what we want? And I feel like one thing at a time, you know, as an Ayurvedic practitioner, I see people wanting so much, especially like the fix. I want to be healed, but like it took you that long to have this disassociation or this disease. And so the quick fix is not always nothing easy comes fast, right? Or good comes fast What is? what is what am I trying to say um <laughs> some some Mercury
0: retrograde right there
3: but anyways <laughs> like this is um yeah the uh the work is to get really still so that you can listen to your intuition like Victoria was saying and listen to the whispers of what is the best thing for you to prosper and be positive or whatever it is because they're so like it just depends, you know. What are you trying to achieve? So, it's really my um my two cents on it.
1: Um, yeah,
3: no, that's 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 beautiful.
2: I think talking about the seasons, talking about, um, you know, the moon phases and and whatnot, um, can be beneficial for for people to to follow and and to have guidance with, um, you know, because sometimes we just don't know and sometimes and i know i think this speaks for everybody is this like sometimes where it's so hard to turn within and trust within that you're looking for something external and i'm like well what's the the better way to do it than you know to looking at the seasons to looking at nature to looking at the moon phases and and um and understanding um you know what they're telling us and what they represent right and it makes sense i mean if if it's fall, this is where you're harvesting what you planted um, earlier in the year, and then in the winter time, this is your this is your time to reflect. This is your time to start planning for you know the future, and you're in a sense hibernating, right? And then spring, you're just like boom, like all right, let's get into action and fire away. And you know, I understand that that there are some things that can't wait until spring you know and so you have to t- strategically kind of plan that out and um I think it is kind of like looking at looking you know um looking at the different signs around you, what's speaking to you uh, and if you feel like you're having to force something then maybe it's time for you to kind of look at a different angle or you know pause for a moment, you know so, yeah, I think those signs are always around you. So it's not like you have to be seasonal with it or um, right on the moon phase or whatever, but it's more of, okay, does it feel like something's forcing? Is something not working out? Okay, it's time to take a step back, reanalyze, see how you can go about it differently. Or do you need
3: to put a pause on it, you know? Yeah. Right. Because we are always going through different seasons of our lives, too. Like we might be in winter physically in the Northern Hemisphere, but we might be internally having a summer like <laughs> yeah. so it really just depends on where you are and everyone is so you know different bio individual um yeah it's it's really challenging to say one thing works for everyone but mm-hmm. this is a full moon and it's a good time to set a, an intention as well um so that's that's always a good time um but what did I want to say? Oh, sometimes when when I look back on some of the things, like for instance, losing weight, like diet. That word I've never liked because it has the word "die" in it. Because <laughs> it can mean it can mean how you eat, <laughs> but it also can mean what you don't eat. <laughs> right. Not that I'm scared of dying because I've actually never been born technically. So, um, but the di- like dieting, I think. There's something to be said about getting so like obsessed with, like, oh, I can't, like, I just want this one thing. And then when you just take your attention off of it, just for a little bit, and don't focus on it so much, like um, saying something negative to you and just or to yourself, right? And then getting out of your own way and just like kind of putting it, like, if you can just focus on something else, like change the focus. I've found that magically, I've lost like five, five pounds or what 10 pounds. I'm like, wow, I wasn't, I wasn't planning to do that. I was obsessed with like losing weight. And then all of a sudden, when I don't think about losing weight, I'm losing weight. I must, what is going on? And I can't tell you that phenomenon because I don't know what it would be called, but hyper fixation on something, you know, maybe that's what it is.
2: Yeah. That that absolutely makes sense. Um, I've hyper fixated on stuff too. And that's when things didn't work out, right? And I think that's when um, when people are setting those resolutions or setting those goals, they're hyper fixated on it and they it, it can lead to disappointment. Um, it feels like there's, even if a little, there's a little hiccup, it can be a big upset and they might, ah, it's not working out and they give up. So um, yeah, I think it, it really is just like having that grace with yourself too, because you know, it, it's, it's not meant to be like one certain cookie cutter pattern, uh, that you have to follow when it comes to a resolution or goal, like, um, you know, if you understand like some of the most successful people, um, you know, had to do things over and over and over again until they succeeded like that's how it works and so um but they never gave up like they just realized okay i need to do it this way or i need to talk to this person instead or i need to wait you know so um it, it is understanding um you know the universal forces or i like to say trusting your subconscious or your intuition and um understanding that my favorite quote too is there's is no such thing as failure unless you don't try
3: right so yes -hmm. and Mm -hmm. as a yeah Yeah. as a practitioner i just find that like i'm i'm constantly there's not ever a set like time per se maybe maybe during some specific sadhanas which usually go for 40 days which you were talking about breaking habits and um Mm -hmm. our conversation before so i just think that when um now i lost my train of thought But yeah, real, real life. Um, It'll come back. Or it won't, because you guys weren't supposed to hear it.
1: (laughs) Well, I love what you were saying about the whole, like, you know, you're thinking about losing weight and the more attention that you focus on that, the more, you know, the more you're not going to lose it. And I really do feel like when you let go of that. And and when you start to focus that attention elsewhere, you're right. You do make room for other things. And we hold stress in the body. Like okay. and I don't know about you, but thinking about gaining weight, you know, it's in, in our culture and everything, it's been so hyper focused that it's a bad thing. And so You know, the more we can come to terms with things and and be more comfortable with our bodies, know we're beautiful just the way that we are. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying just go and just don't worry about or don't don't focus on, you know, being healthy and whatnot, but don't let it consume you because that is going to attract that negative energy in your body. And, and it allows for things not to flow. I mean, you're both energy workers and you both know how it goes. Like when your chakras aren't in alignment and you're, and you're, you're holding on to these different things that stress you out, I mean, that's, that's where things go. Like I, I can really see like weight going to that area and getting stuck because it's just like there and energetically. And, and so I love that you said that. I just wanted to speak to that.
2: Yeah. It's um, it is all about um, that energy too. And I think a lot of people take off with this, this, the bursting energy, like, I'm so excited. I can't wait to do this. And I think what they do is it's not just expectations, but it's just kind of that energy burst and just kind of like if you were to sprint you know, typically what happens is that you, you burn off steam right away and then you're lagging behind later. And that's where you're just like feeling burnt out and just not able to commit to that energy that you had before. And so it's okay to take your time. It's okay to ease into something. It's okay to take baby steps. It's okay to, to, you know, just really pace yourself when it comes to resolutions and goals, even if it is a small, resolution or goal. Um, you know, you can take it even smaller if you want to. And like, you know, Brittany was saying is focusing on the day at hand. Stop looking at the future so much. You know, stop, you know, it, it's good to plan, you know, of course, like when you have this goal that is going to unfold in the future the only way it's going to unfold in the future is if you're tackling today and you're focusing on today. Because if you keep looking in the future, today is not going to get done and then you won't get to that point in the future, right?
1: Exactly, and it's funny because I have this little checklist up and you literally just said pretty much everything that was on there. You know, I I had a little template of what we are going to talk about, New new year's resolutions, setting up too many goals, being realistic, setting attainable goals, taking time for self-care in order to maximize your potential, you know, the the stigma around being the only time that we do these things, Um, piggyback on the authentic self thing, non-judgment. Another thing I want to bring up that's really important to me is, oh yeah, in small steps, you just said small steps, Uh, but another thing I want to really bring up is the number one non-judgment um, and we kind of talked about this, but when you don't attain a goal that you think, or you didn't do it in a way that you feel is productive, instead of judging yourself, just really ask yourself what happened. You know, why didn't I attain that? And focus the the shift the focus into the you know what what could I have done differently? And be non judgmental about it. And mm-hmm. then you can come back to a place of you know. Really making a positive change instead of having it be something that's so bad. Um, and another thing that really helps me—I don't know about you—but is accountability partners. So I really love having a friend that I can also know that is non-judgmental, that I can call and and. Be like, hey, this is what I achieved this week, and this is what I didn't achieve this week, and they can really take that non-biased approach, and and you know, I feel like more the more people that you share your your successes and failures with, the more the more um, opinions that you can get and insight that you can get. Because for me, it's just my brain only. I mean, I love myself and I think I'm great and beautiful and everything, but I kind of get stuck in ruts. And something that really helps me is just, you know, having accountability partners. I have this one friend right now who's super amazing. I can call him anytime. Um, and he he's real with me and he'll be like, oh, you know, well, he's not gonna sugarcoat it, right? he'll he'll really dig deep and be like, well, um, did you think about this or did did you see how you did that? And honestly, I didn't even think about those things. So I think it's really important to have like a good support system around you. And, and, you know, I think a lot of people are, myself included, trying to find new friends, new people, kind of look at your circle and and pick those people out that have been there for you in the past who are supportive and maybe you haven't talked to them in a year or two like reach out to those people who have helped you in your success in the past you know um accountability partners are big for me
2: yeah i think that's very valuable i think that um being able to, um, and, you know, I was just um, um, thinking about that whole, like, what is, what is a true friend and a true friend is going to be honest with you. And, and, you know, talking with different people as well, will see the different perspectives, something that you may not have caught or um, seen before. And I think that that can be very helpful. Yeah. Um. So when it comes to when it comes to goal setting, um, something that I read um, a while ago uh, in a book really struck me and it made sense because it's how I operate. Um, a lot of people could think that it's very haphazard of me to take the approach that I, I take. Um, and sometimes I'm like, well, yeah, in hindsight, I kind of wished I planned it a little bit more. But my approach is more of you act as if you've already obtained that goal and you're just working out the kinks and come to find out a lot of companies take this approach. So for instance, your cell phone, Um, they have the concept of the cell phone, they have everything planned, written, designed, and then they're playing with it until they figure out all the kinks, right? And then, then of course, you know, there's bugs and stuff that pop up even after it's manufactured, but um, the whole point is to act as if it already exists, because that's the only way that you're going to understand what's working and what doesn't work. And so that's kind of me. I'll just jump right in and do it. And I'll say, I'm going to do it. And I just do it without a whole lot of fourth outer planning. I'm just like, it's gonna work. It's gonna happen. And I just do it and then I just figure it out along the way. And to me that makes more sense than the the typical smart goal that we're used to working with, which is the what does this stand for? Your S stands for, um, what does s start for? because I remember measurable, attainable, realistic, and time like in timeline, right? What does the S stand for? But, anyways, so like, I want to say it's serious. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm trying to remember what it is, and it's, it's something specific. 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 Thank you. specific. Yeah. So instead of saying, I want to lose more weight, like, okay, well, how much weight, right? And stuff like that. But I understand goals, uh, setting goals sort of using that but at the same time like if you actually sat down and you wrote out like your goals using the smart goal thing and you have a timeline and you're supposed to make all these steps to get to that end goal and then you have a timeline to a kind of like a deadline to meet it can feel overwhelming to some so i don't think that the smart goal is a great approach for everyone may it may work for some people and that's what they need but for me Um, and so there may be other personalities listening to this going, yeah, that's so me is this like, if I try to plan, like I just get overwhelmed and I give up. So I think it's more of, okay, so you want to become a doctor. Okay. That's, that's a big, huge goal, right? Okay. So it's not like you're going to act like you're a doctor by, Hey, I'm Dr. So-and-so No, what you're doing is you're immersing yourself in the material, in the content of, of that, that information. So like listening to podcasts, reading books, uh, attending online classes you know just whatever it is you're already engaging in that information that you're passionate about and if you're passionate about it you're gonna do it and if you're not passionate about it you're not gonna do it like it's to me it's that simple like you shouldn't ever force a goal if you if it doesn't fuel you if it's not you know putting that igniting that fire in you um and so I think to me, goal setting really has to have that fire burning under you. And, and, in in the sense of, of that passion, not, not that you have to do it, but it's more of like, I want to do this. Like I need to do this for myself, for my own happiness, for my own, um, fulfillment. So, um,
3: that's, that's my approach. So
2: that's I don't know if you guys plan like that or.
3: Yes, similar. And for manifestation, I guess when I was saying this is more manifestation, but really feeling what it's going to feel like just to add to what you're saying, just okay. have, like, I'm and like, I'm, yeah. what's it going to be like when I'm receiving that doctorate, you know, like all the feelings that are going to come with it.
2: Yes. And I want, I want to, I want to piggyback on that because what tends to happen For people is they get this false reality of happiness when they say I will be happy once I receive that diploma, Mm -hmm. and it, it shouldn't be that way, because guess what, once you receive that diploma, then what, right, what's that next point of happiness for you so a lot of people look for this happiness externally. Um, and so what you're saying, though, is tapping into that feeling. How does it feel? Can you feel like the emotions, the feelings flooding through your body mm-hmm. when that moment comes and everybody has had a moment in their life in the past that they can reflect on to go, it will feel like that, you know, mm-hmm. and so um, I, I just wanted to make sure that like we had an understanding of what you're speaking of versus what a lot of people's concept of happiness is or what that feeling is
3: you know right and that's so so fleeting you know because happiness might always just be that next thing and it's not Mm -hmm. it's right
1: here right now Mm
3: -hmm. (laughs) all right well that concludes
2: part one of this special episode talking about resolutions and goal setting with my guests Chase, Brittany, and Victoria. And as you heard, Victoria did have to leave part way through this, but I am so fortunate that she was able to uh, contribute um, her professional and personal perspective when it comes to uh, setting intentions and following your intuition. Uh, So, so important. Um, And as I you know, strive to to base my episodes um, in bridging uh, scientific and holistic, you know, making sure that uh, things are coming from a place of scientific validity. I do want to mention that uh, while I do support things like astrology uh, for those who follow um, you know, moon phases and planetary alignments, and um, and even the 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 pattern of of seasons. While there isn't necessarily a scientific um, you know validity of following that, I can say that understanding what these phases or what these placements and the seasons represent can be very helpful in how we proceed in. Uh, setting goals um, because if we look at, you know, nature, we can see those patterns and and take note from that example, uh, living by nature, because we are a part of nature. And so if we are more like nature um, and being a little bit more in the flow of those those patterns and those seasons uh, and those phases, that can be very, very helpful. So if you do have any questions, want to reach out in any way, feel free to email me at, healingwithsway at outlook.com. So that's healingwithsway, S-W-A-Y, all one word, at outlook.com. Thank you so much and stay tuned for part two.